Hello, and welcome to this episode of Hammering Down and Host Taylor Hodges. I'm hoping you're having a wonderful day. As we talked about last uh, episode, the very beginning, um, if you are a bat-eared <laughs> listener, you may hear it also sounds a little bit different than last time. I am still experimenting with how everything sounds. Um, I'm currently in the living room. Apparently, this bigger space actually sounds less echoey, which to my ear, it sounds more echoey, but according to the mic, it does not. It's weird. We're figuring it out slowly but surely. Um, I want to, before we get too far into things, I want to thank my wonderful, beautiful patrons, 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 uh, Ben, Clay, Dylan, Matt, Matt, Paul, Ray, Sandy, Scott, Simon, Stephen, Trent, Trey, Tyler, Zach. Thank you all so much for donating, helping out, um, some really cool stuff. You guys get some, uh, behind the scenes, like stats and Excel sheets and, videos of all the goals I've recorded and stuff like that. Um, and I also want to point out the Magic City Kit. Um, the pre-sale ends on April 18th, so if you want to get your hands on it, do it now. Um, <laughs> so let's not waste any more of your time. Let's talk a little bit about Loudon United. Now, a lot of you, if you don't keep up with the USL, right, I mean... I arguably keep up with it too much, so <laughs> there's that. But Loudoun United, if you do remember, was an MLS2 team last year, and they've been an MLS2 team as long as we have been in the USL. But that has not always been that case. Loudoun was once an independent team, got bought out, and got brought into the uh, uh, DC United sphere. Well, now this is an independent team. They were once again bought, and they are independent club once again. And this is something I'm, I'm, I'm gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm a little bit of a Loudon stand, um, <laughs> just for the fact of I really, I, I the people at Loudon have been very nice to me. Uh, for no other reason than that, I I like it when people are nice to me. Shocker. <laughs> um, but. They, you kind of see on TV that the atmosphere is not quite there, and the, there's not a lot of people going to matches. But for a lot of people, they just remember, oh, this is an MLS two team, and it, they're only like four games into the season, only two matches at home. We will be their third match at home, and you know, for that word to get out of, this is no longer a two team. This is a better team than we've put on the field before. You know, it takes a while for that message to get out. So I don't want to be like the, don't be mean, don't be mean. I like, I don't care. I don't care what you do. <laughs> um, but it's one of those things that it, it's just a little bit of context there. If you wonder why no one's at the game, that's why. Because people are just still so used to them being a two team that they are no longer that. Um, you know, this, like I mentioned, this is no longer a two team. And this is kind of a revamped squad that I really like. I really like this team. Um, they're mostly kind of going at this. The right this year, they're playing pretty heavily with this four-four-two, right? And it, it's kind of it's kind of fun to watch. They're a fun team to watch, and they create chances. And despite being you know losing three-nil to Tulsa and 1-0 to Colorado Springs, that doesn't really tell the whole story of 
that they were more competitive in these matches than in the past. And, you know, I'm not going to say never. This is a never say never kind of place because Legion could very well come out and 6-0 them again. I'd be incredibly shocked, though. This is a much better team. You know, the main guy that I, I circle is their number nine, uh, Thomas Williamson. He's a really good player, man. I He's kind of been my sneaky, like, watch out for this guy guy. Um, he's just a really solid player, a good finisher, and he's really exciting. Uh, the one thing I really do enjoy just kind of about his game is, I mean, again, he's a he's a solid finisher. It that's what you want from a from a goal scorer, which you know he only has the one goal and all that kind of stuff, but he does more than just that, right? Like he's he's out here creating and he's creating chances, not necessarily just from hey, I'm going to pass the ball a ton, and which he does do. Like, he's a pretty accurate passer. He He's a very progressive passer, and it's really – that's exciting. But he also just takes shots. Like, he forces shots, he forces shots, and he's just creating havoc. And it's really exciting to watch. The only match that he didn't really do that was against San Antonio. And, well, San Antonio is still really good at soccer. If you do remember, they won the USL Cup. Um, they won the championship. They won the Supporter Shield, which is basically the best regular season champion. I, they're good. <laughs> they're really good. Um, it's one of those things that he, I think he might get a little bit more shtick, um, or this team may get a little bit more shtick because they just remember, oh, hey, they're not very good, y'all. <laughs> you know? And one thing I do wish is I wish he was a more of a creator. But he is that out-and-out striker. He goes up top. He wants to create his chances. But there's a couple of times where the person will be behind him. Because they tend to go with this 4-4-2. They kind of go with this 4-4-1-1 kind of thing. And whoever is behind him, whether it's a Leggett, um, whether it's, oh, I, I don't want to pronounce this name. I'm going to practice it. Give me a second. I'm going to practice his name, and I'm going to see if I get it. Armanakis. I think that's it. I'm I'm not entirely sold on what I just said, but he's their number 10 nonetheless. Um, he kind of plays behind. He plays, usually comes in as a sub, but Leggett is another guy that comes in, and I. whenever Armanakis is on the pitch... Typically, Williamson goes up top, um, but whenever Leggett's on the pitch, he kind of plays as his shadow striker, and I just kind of wish that I would see a little bit more, a, a little bit more passing, I guess, out of Williamson. But he's really creative. He's a really creative player. Um, but if you're looking for another guy that's just exciting, um, Zach, uh, or sorry. Um, Zach Ryan, he is a fun player. He is he's just a good watch. He comes in and he's kind of their top goal scorer right now with three goals, also a red card. He got a 91st minute red card against San Antonio. It didn't really matter that much. But I mean, he got his two goals against Memphis and 
those two goals were kind of what they were. But they he also scored a really good goal against uh, San Antonio where the ball went out wide. And this is something that Loudon does really well. They are really good at finding spaces and just exploiting certain sides. I mean, that's kind of one of those things that it sounds really simple, but some teams get really stuck on a game plan. And they're like, this is the way we play. This is the way we play. This is the way we play. And sometimes that's not always what you want, I guess. Because if you're not willing to make those adjustments, then what's the point? So they make these, um, like, they're really good at just finding spots that aren't working. And with that goal against San Antonio, he just finds a space, and they're dropping back, five men back, and they just floated out over to the right side, a really good pass over, and he has just a little bit of space and takes a shot. And that's something that Loudon's really good at. They are really good at just finding those spaces, finding those little bit of spaces. Um, if I want to take an example, right, against uh, Colorado Springs, where they did lose 1-0, but they were still very much in this game. Uh, Keeper played really well for Colorado Springs. Like, 21 of their, uh, like, I'm going to try to do quick math. Uh, it's like 21 or 22 of their 36 attacks that they really had that really went into that final third and caused issues. 21 of those came from the left-hand side. Uh, would you say that their strengths on the left side? I, I don't know. But if you want to look at their match against FC Tulsa, which, again, they lost 3-0, but... I don't think that's because of necessarily a lack of creating chances. But of their 38 attacks, 19 of them came from the right-hand side. They just kind of float wherever you want. Honestly, one of the most balanced matches they had all year long came against, well, Memphis. And Memphis is, well, they're they're not very good this year. <laughs> so uh, take that as you will, but... Loudon is pretty good at creating chances. And even against San Antonio, where they only had their six shots in in the match, four of them were on target. One of them was a really good goal, but they forced, you know, forced shots on target. And this is just while that's one of their better, I guess, percentages, against Colorado Springs, they had fourteen shots, seven of them were on target. They force keepers to work. And if you're a Legion fan and you're sitting there with, you know, I think a lot of people are still worried because of Matt Van Okel and his injury. And while I still stand by that Trevor is a great goalkeeper and could be a GK1 for us, I think a lot of Legion fans are not as sold as I am. So if you're hearing Trevor has to face seven shots, while I still think we can walk out with the win, some Legion fans may not be as sold. And to each their own, everybody has their own opinion on the matter, right? I I think that this is a team that's going to put a lot of pressure on the back line because they're not afraid to take these shots. I mean, they will take shots from outside the box. They will do it over and over and over again. And it's kind of what I talked about against Phoenix. They do what I wish Legion would do sometimes, which is... They're not afraid to take these longer shots. They're not afraid to take shots from wide angles. And what it does is it forces eventually 
defenses to step up and guard the shot. They have to try to stop the shot, get a block on it of some kind. And what it does is it leaves spaces open. It happened against Memphis. Memphis tried to step up and respect the shot. And they just played the ball through again over to Ryan. And he just slots it away nice and cleanly. I This is kind of the thing that they do. Loudon's really good at creating pressure. That said, the the part of this that you don't want to hear, if you're a Loudon fan, turn this off. Um, this is, granted, this is stuff that you've probably already talked about. While they typically play this 4-4-2 system, it doesn't always look like a 4-4-2 because they have, like, zero structure. There is zero structure to this team. This is a young squad. I mean, super young squad. If you decide to look at their look at their players, most of them, I think, uh, hold on, I am going to count. I am going to count this real fast. Give me one second. Okay. They have four players that are older than me or that were born a year older than me. So, and a lot of you are going to hear this and you're going to feel weird. Um, I'm 23, born in 1999. They have four people. They have four players that were born before 1999. Yeah, their oldest player is Pharaoh, who played for uh, Charleston last year. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm wrong. Akua, uh, he is there. Uh, I'm going to mess this up. Awa, uh, Kawami, or Kawami Awua. Oh, man. I feel so bad. It's a Ghanan. He's from Canada, but I want to try this again, and I feel really bad. I've practiced this name. I've done it so many times because he's played a little bit. Um, but here we go. He hasn't. It's. It's Kawame Awua. <laughs> oh, man. Um, he was born in 95. Their their oldest player is like 27, 28. It, that's, they're a super young team. Super young team. And I there's just like no structure with this squad. And some of it is that these are these are kids learning how to be professionals, right? They're trying to learn how to play the game. Because I mean, we've all seen even at the most strenuous, if you're uh if you're a Busa parent or you're at a Hoover Vestavia or even in Briarwood, whatever, if if you're not from the Birmingham area, those those words meant nothing to you. Um <laughs> um you know, we've even seen where there's a structure like, oh, look, our, our kids are playing a 4-4-2. But then there's always one kid that's so much better than everybody else, and they just say, yeah, enough with this like position stuff. I'm just going to go score. <laughs> We've all seen it. And that's kind of what happens with Loudon, and it especially hurts them defensively. They're constantly stepping on each other's toes. They are constantly getting in each other's way. They are constantly just stepping out of their spot to go defend without really communicating and just isn't working. I I don't understand. I, I And I say I don't understand. I do know what's going on. This is a young team who hasn't played a lot together. And 
we get a little bit of hero ball because, believe it or not, most professional athletes were the best players where they grew up. And this is something wild for you to think about, right? For a lot of people, let's take uh, uh, Matt Van Oakle, right? Uh, there's a good chance that where he is from, he is probably one of the best athletes to ever grace that school. And you think, well, he's a second division soccer player in the U.S. Yeah, because it's really hard to get there. For these guys at Loudoun, they are probably some of the best athletes to grace their respective towns, grace their respective clubs. And granted, that might be a little different because they were with D.C., so maybe not that part of it, but still, point stands. And they play a lot of hero ball, and it's a lot of disorganization. And maybe they can get it together. Maybe they can figure it out. I mean, they got a really nice win over North Carolina FC, who they just held them to one goal, which if you don't, if you haven't kept up with North Carolina FC, which is actually where Jaden Cervania ended up, if you remember him from a couple years ago, Birmingham zone. Um, you know, they held a really high-flying attack to just one goal. And that's really nice to see. And you say, well, League One. Not, I don't care. League One teams can put up goals against anybody. Against anybody. Some of those attacks are insane. Charlotte could, I mean, Charlotte Independence could probably put up a nice little, like, three, four piece on a lot of championship clubs. But that's not why we're here. Why aren't we talking about that? Uh, <laughs> Loudon is just... They, they can get it together when they need to. But I'm not saying that Legion are the much better team and that they should blow them out by 100, right? But as long as this team continues to put in decent, you know, defensive performances and keep their shape and, you know, try to minimize their chances, it should be a fairly straightforward match for Legion. Here's kind of where I am, though. Legion have been sneakily kind of rough on the defense. And I I don't want this to be like, Legion bad, Legion bad. Because, I mean, part of me is just uh, cynical and I, I fear <laughs> kind of, I guess, just success because I'm afraid of it crashing down. But I want to talk a little bit about Legion and kind of the chances that they give up. When you look at how many shots, right now Legion are averaging 10.2 shots against per per game, right? They're averaging about 10 shots against them. And if you want to look at the what we would say the xg per shot and we haven't had to face any penalties so this isn't skewing any numbers yet but and this xg per shot what is xg xg is expected goals so i i wanted to break this down into how many expected goals you could expect from each shot legion are creating us okay let me step back for example legion have scored i mean we, we've been scoring a good bit. We're averaging, you know, almost uh, a goal and a half per game, right? We have yet to be shut out in a match. Meanwhile, Legion have two shutouts this season, right? But, you know, Legion take about 12 shots per game, more or less. 
and they're giving up about they are and on those shots they're only having a point zero seven uh like shots or extra created per shot I, that didn't make a lot of sense if you want to break it down to this as simpler from whatever what I just said on those 12 shots if you want to simplify it a lot there is a 7% chance that that ball goes into the back of the net right if on every single one of those shots there's about 7% chance look at the defense legion are allowing 10 shots a game less shots a game but they have almost a 13% chance of going in so what does that mean it means that even though the defense is not holding shots or not is not allowing a lot of shots they hold pretty well the shots they give up are really dangerous they're really dangerous and that worries me for this Loudon team because they're really good at exploiting spaces and they're really good at getting into dangerous spaces and you know like I said they're taking seven shots or they're putting seven shots on target most matches you know they're putting up about 50 of their shots on target and if Legion are allowing a lot of these shots on target like they have been then what do you do what do you do right so like so far this season they're averaging you know just over they're averaging about 46 of their shots are on target you know so Loudon are putting a lot of pressure on other teams to they're putting pressure on the keeper to make saves to couple that against Legion who they're just having 37 percent of their shots on target you kind of see where I'm getting at here with Loudon while their defense is going to allow goals they just are their defense is not structured in the back they don't seem to know what they want there's not a lot of great communication going on which is something I highlighted uh, from the Tampa Bay game where Fanwell Cavita is might be one of the best communicators in all the USL and he's really good at that and the team communicates very well some of the issues that you see out of Loudon you don't see out of Legion and that's you know great coaching more mature players but Loudon are just so talented on the attack and these are guys I haven't broken out because again most of them are like 22 and younger this is a young team a really really freaking young team I mean they have several guys that were born in 2003 that have played every single match for them every single match 2003 that's that's nuts how old would that make them I mean not too much younger than me Oh, I don't want to do math. You're probably already doing it in your head and be like, you're an idiot. You're right. I, I Correct. <laughs> they're 19. I think they're, they had to be like 19 or 20. And these guys have started every single match, right? So you're looking at these attacking players that are young and they are talented. And what do you do with that? What do you what do you do with that? Um, I I I just kind of worry that these allowing other teams to have good chances is going to bite Legion and maybe not a loss. I don't I don't think this is a match that Legion are going to lose. I just don't. While I do believe in the project that Loudon has and that they can keep around this core of players. 
they're going to be okay. Uh, what worries me is that there's going to be a goal that goes in. And we went a long time without a clean sheet last year. And I'm not saying that, well, players are getting old. We need younger center backs or we need different center backs or different whatever. We don't. We're fine. But, you know, we're focusing on a lot on scoring a ton of goals. And I, I'm i a little bit worried that eventually we're going to come across a team like a Phoenix who takes advantage of that or a Tulsa that takes advantage of that. And we saw that recently. So... I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of it. Um, I'm sure somebody can tell me how to feel about this match. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, before I end this uh, episode, I, I, I want to just ask you guys to, if at some point, uh, go Twitter or if you see him in person or whatever, send some uh, send some love over to Coach Tommy Stone. Um his father recently passed away within the last couple of days. So I know it's never easy. Um, it's never easy to lose someone uh, who are you're close with. So go go show some love to Coach Stone. Um, you know, you, you may not know him or at all, but, you know, to let him know that the Legion family is behind him. So go go show some love. Um, and if you're listening to this from Loudon, because there's a couple people from that area that like to that like to you know hop on the ones and twos and listen to it, um, let me know what I was wrong about. <laughs> I'm sure I messed something up. I tried to watch as much film as I could, but you know, not not always amazing at this. So thank you all so much for listening. I appreciate you all. I hope the audio is a little bit better. If not, tell me what needs to be improved i guess so thank you all so much i appreciate you i love you all until next time guys keep hammering on